Howdy and welcome to the Laptop Empires podcast. I'm Mike. He's Bobby. We're here to talk about stuff. Actually, today it's New Year's Eve, and it's funny because last episode we were talking about this is the last episode of the new of Yay. 2018, and then we looked at the calendar, and that was not the case. This is the last episode of 2018. <laughs> so, congratulations! You get a bonus episode, kind of, mainly because yeah, is, I'm an idiot and didn't look at the calendar. Yeah, this is the last last episode. The real last episode of 2018. Yeah. Yeah. So some really cool stuff. You know, we're going to have, obviously, new episodes, new things coming in uh, 2019. We're going to be doing a lot more videos. We're going to be getting Chris coming on to talk more about email copywriting. We're having a lot of requests for that. We're doing a cool series. We're having all of our very successful lady friends come on and talk about, you know, the things that they're best at and kind of give you know, a lady's perspective to business since we're just two dudes sitting around microphones, drinking coffee and talking about stuff. So that'll be really cool. So we're going to have a bunch of interviews for y'all, not traditional interviews, but like mini masterclasses on whatever it is that they're best at. Right. So that's going to be, it's going to be really cool. Um, I think you guys are going to like that a whole whole lot, but today we're really, we're just going to kind of have a year in review and talk about, man, because this really is like one year of laptop empires. What's it been like? What we've learned? Takeaways. So this is going to be, I think this is going to end up being a very valuable podcast because you're going to like find out like, what did we learn? What the mistakes did we make? What are we going to do different next year? That kind of stuff. But I guess to kick things off, Bobby, what is your biggest focus? Not necessarily for Laptop Empires, but just for Bobby, the businessman going into 2019 with everything that you do. What's your biggest focus? What's your biggest thing you want to achieve in 2019? Oh, God. That's, it's kind of hard to pick one thing because there's so much. That's um, why I said one thing. <laughs> yeah, I know. Make it hard. I know. Uh, you know, I, I'd probably say my biggest focus, I, I feel like with Laptop Empires, we actually have things like, I feel like we have this like really solid roadmap for 2019 of just mm-hmm. growing that business. I think for me, it's for the millennial money man side of things. I want to figure out, I need to figure out how to kind of niche down a little bit. We've been talking about that more and more and I've been thinking about it more and more. And I want to like really focus in on like what makes that site great because mm-hmm. ultimately, I mean, if that site continues to get better, then it also makes laptop empires better because they're so integrated with each other. Yeah. So, like, and it's your baby. Like, yeah. It's my baby too. And it's just like, what can I do to make that even more focused, help more people and grow? I mean, I, I feel like I have the growing part figured out. I mean, we're really like, we're, putting a lot of, a lot of like time and investment into Pinterest. Same thing with SEO. Right. You know, we've talked about some, some new Facebook ad strategy stuff that we can try, but it's more like figuring out what exactly the message is. And then mm-hmm. pretty much that and getting all my lead magnets figured out because all that stuff's going to make laptop empires better too. So that's, yeah. that's kind of it for me. What about you? 
Yeah, I think that's interesting because I know like for you, I mean, we both dealt with this, but like, I feel like this whole year has like changed our identity so much and probably for you, a money man more than, more than for me. And so I think that's a good focus for me. It's, it is very simple. I'm taking on a crusade, a mission, if you will, that I've always wanted to take on as long as I've been in this business. And that's, I want Facebook to pay me to grow my email list. And that is my, my sole mission at the top of everything else in 2019. And it's kind of funny because back when I was getting started, I remember, you know, my client, Jason, we talk all the time and Chris, you know, I talk to Chris all the time before you came into my world. Those were the two guys I talked to the most on the internet. And, um, they always used to joke about how cheaply, like we used to, we would get email subscribers so cheaply that they're like, if you go any further, Facebook's going to pay you to get email subscribers. And obviously, you know, prices have gone up. You can still get cheap email subscribers. But like back then when I was spending nine cents, 15 cents to get an email subscriber, it was like, can we take this lower, (laughs) you know? Um, But now it's more, can we take these sequences and with good email copy and good CTAs in the lead magnets and, you know, good offers in the funnel, can we monetize those list building campaigns so that we're essentially making money and we're paying Facebook less than we're making that way we can really grow the email list. And so I'm excited to really dig into that because it's something that I love to do and I've always wanted to do and it's going to grow our business like crazy email marketing being a big focus for us, but it's going to be a challenge. And, but one of the reasons I'm excited about it is because here it is, we're still in December and we've got Chris working on a sequence for us. And we think we have a really good opportunity with a campaign that's already running to achieve that. And then we've got another strategy that we're going to be testing in quarter one that we think has a good shot. And even if they don't work, we're going to learn a lot and we'll keep moving and we'll figure it out. But that, that's my goal is a profitable funnel so we can grow our list for free or make money to grow our list. Even yeah, better. make money at the same time. Yeah, that's true. I, I feel like list growth is like, that's one of those things that just has to be on our minds all the time moving forward. Yeah. Well, there's a million things. <laughs> but, but that one, I think, man, I, I really, if I could pick one thing this year that I feel like has driven, like that I've gotten better at and I think has driven more revenue for me and, and helped with Laptop Empires and all that stuff, it's just email marketing. Like I, if I look back, it's like, you know, I was already running Facebook ads and we've done some different stuff with that. I know how to create content. Like I know how to do a lot of like connect with people and audience and all that stuff. But man, once I figure out the email thing and really that, that happened on our first launch, that's when it was like the business, like all the potential I felt like from the business just like exploded. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's, it sucks because I still see so many bloggers that are like not doing what I would call like, I don't want to say good email marketing. I mean, it's like, it's hard for my old perspective as a blogger, like you sending a good email back then and sending a good email now are totally different things for me back then, like a good email would have been like, I don't know, maybe pushes a lot of different offers. Cause I saw people that like had emails and they would, they would have like, they're promoting all these different products in their emails. And I never did that. And I'd look at that and be like, man, that's such a good email. But I had no idea what I was talking about. And really now I know I'm like, oh, that's not really a very good email. So that whole rant is just like, I wish more bloggers would like really get into email marketing. Cause I think their business would, I don't know, like maybe five, five X, 10 X is what I did on my business this year because of email marketing. I don't know. I'd have to go yeah. back and actually look at those numbers, but it was crazy. Well, and, and a good offer, like, like you had good offers and stuff too, but 
I, yeah, I will say fun. from like, maybe it's an insider's perspective, but almost like an outsider's perspective. It has been fun us working together so closely over this year and yeah. seeing like, I'm sure you saw me change in certain ways too, but the biggest, most clear change for me watching you has been reading your emails. You know, and I read your emails and I read your Facebook posts and your blog posts and everything when, before we started working together. But yeah. since then, all three of those things have changed. Your writing has changed yeah. and it's gotten better. And you were already a good writer, but like watching the evolution of your emails has been really cool. And to the point where you send emails sometimes now and I'm like, damn it, he's better <laughs> at me than this now. Like he's getting better at this than I am. And it's because you're, you're a gifted writer, right? I just knew copywriting, but I'm not yeah. like, I don't consider myself a writer. You're a writer. So you took that writing talent that you've developed over the years, and then you added these email marketing principles on top of it. And now it's like, I, I read some of your emails and I'm like, shit, why would I write an email for Laptop Empires? Because he's, he's about <laughs> oh, no. Come on now. So, <laughs> I need you. I'm to. serious. I'm serious though. I'm well, of course. Of, of, <laughs> yeah, of course. Like I'm going to, I'm going to do my, my work, but I'm serious. Like that's, it's cool because like, that's how much, like I've seen that change. Yeah. It's very cool. It's very cool. And, uh, is, and your readers love it. They do. Yeah, they do. And it's, it's funny now. Cause we've been talking about like, like, I don't want to take this into like just how much, how good I've gotten in email marketing, but like, I'm just trying to talk to like the bloggers out there uh, or any more, like if you're a marketer, whatever, like if you focus on good email, man, it just unlocks like so many possibilities if you're a blogger, it does present some issues because I've, we had this, Mike and I had this conversation the other day. I'm sending emails sometimes now and I'm getting so many responses that I literally cannot keep up with them. Like my assistant was upset the other day. She was like, are you <laughs> you logged in? And there was like the first yeah. two pages on Google was just straight up email responses to one email. And she was like, really? And then I was like, well, crap, I can't even go in. It's like, it's, I'm going to have to set aside like an hour and a half to respond yeah. to people. Yeah. So that is an issue. And you kind of, it's like, you have to be careful with your, you got to make sure you don't engagement bait too much. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, yeah. I love talking to readers, but you get to a point where it's like, holy crap, I actually can't talk to this many people. So there's that. If you're any kind of online business person, focus on your email. Cause I think that's been the key. Email's big. That's why it's up there on our list for 2019. Which is so funny. I, I always thought like when I first started this, I was like really email. Cause everybody kept talking about it. I was like, I hate emails. Like everybody hates their email inbox. You know, like nobody, nobody likes doing that stuff, but that's not true. It's just not true. One, it's fun. It's fun to write and yeah. you know, you're doing the right thing when people are sending you emails and they're like, oh, I love this. Didn't, didn't somebody you had on like your Instagram story the other day and somebody was like, I set automatic forwarding on my husband's email list. Cause I got tired of breaking into his phone to read your emails every day or something like that. Like, yeah, yeah something crazy. I won't say her last name. I don't know if she wants to be shouted <laughs> on the podcast, but yeah, she was like legitimately upset that she wasn't getting my emails. And it was a simple issue of like, she was on my blogging list and I segment my list, you know, the newsletter yeah. and I was, I was segmenting her out and did, she didn't know. And so she was like really upset. So yeah, she was going to forward everything to her husband's email. Cause she's like, my email's crap. I never get your emails. Like this is, this is nonsense. Yeah, she's so mad. That's funny. Which That's funny. I was so, what that was so cool for me though. Cause I was like, yes, finally, somebody actually likes my emails. Like, I made it. <laughs> yeah. I felt, I was like, thank you. Like she's, asking to be on my email list, which is rare. So, yeah. so anyways, we want to talk, what are we going to talk about things that we did well or things that we screwed up this year? Both. Okay. Why not both? Yeah. Why not? Why not both? Which one first though? 
Well, I mean, we can go either way with it. I tell you, here's what I want to know: Are you like like good news, bad news? Which do you want first? Which kind of um, like? I don't know. I I feel like we should probably talk about the things that we did well first, because everybody would rather probably hear what we screwed up. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like if I was oh, like, so we're gonna make them wait for it. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> okay, okay. So, so what went well in your mind? Uh, a lot of things went surprisingly well, <laughs> actually. To be honest with you, it's funny because we were talking before. We we're like, okay. like are we going to share like we had to sit here and think about like what are the things we're going to share and on face value if you look at what we were able to do this year it's pretty incredible and i I think a lot of it honestly i feel like a lot of it was kind of dumb luck in a lot of ways like i'm not going to sit here i do not agree with that see at all that we got together and all that kind of stuff oh that i think i think like the like us connecting and all that that part is 100 percent dumb luck yeah that's the part but, but the other stuff was not, it was strategic. But the rest was, yeah, okay. I yeah. thought you meant like, we just did a bunch of shit and it fucking No, 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 like, no. I was no, like, no, <laughs> like that is the thing. <laughs> no, that would be the, the douchiest thing ever to say. That's not it. But the fact that we got together and like actually enjoy working together and the skill sets that I felt like we brought to the table, like that was something that I think is a little rare. Like, I, I, will, I will agree with that. I had a conversation with somebody the other day about business partnerships and how, like you've said many times, like I've always wanted a partner and I've said, I never wanted a partner. I really didn't. And I think partnerships are risky and most of them fail. It's a much, (laughs) (laughs) you know, marriages are more likely to last than partnerships. And a lot of marriages don't last well these days, but I felt, I was telling him, I was like, you know, we got really lucky in the sense that we brought complementary skills to the table, mm-hmm. complementary personalities to the table. We have a lot of yeah. the same values, a lot of the same belief. We're earning similar amounts of money on our own. We yeah. have similar family. I have kids and you don't, but we're both married. We're the same age. Like there's, there's, yeah, we have, okay, whatever. So, <laughs> <laughs> so like, sorry, there's a, parents, I'm yeah, there's a lot of things that were very similar that made us get along. And then, we brought different things to the table. We had different interests. We had different strengths and that that's yeah. that were complementary. And that's what's made this work. And I think, and the luckiest thing was we went through the process of creating the first course and we had so much fun and we became friends. And I think that's like, that's key. Yeah. We, we talk all the freaking time now and it's about business. Cause that's like what we have. That's fun for us. But like, yeah, you know, it's like, I think, you might have guys that talk like talk all the time about sports or like video games. Like this is our game. Right. And so we talk about it all the time, but we talk all the time. So that I think was very much dumb luck that we happen to reconnect, happen to have this conversation. It sparked an idea. We decided to give it a shot. And then all those pieces fell into place that could not have been planned at all. 100% agree with that. So that's not, so if you're listening to this and you're like, Oh, well, I can't just like find a, a magic unicorn business partner. Like that's, it's okay if you can't. The only reason I'm even bringing that up because I think we had success very quickly. Um, right. The business grew like so much in year one that we were having to keep up with it. And I think that's a lot of, because we came together in the way that we did. That's not to say you can't be successful and, and have the same kind of success right. on your own uh, or even mm-hmm. with a business partner. I just feel like it just because of the way that we kind of came together with the skill sets and everything, it was like, it happened very quickly. Yeah. So there's that. One, um, one thing really quickly with the business partnership stuff, because I've noticed this a lot this year, like I've talked to a lot of people 
that have been like, man, like it's working so well for you and Bobby and I'm struggling with this. The biggest thing that I'm seeing with these partnerships is either they're both good at the same thing. Mm-hmm. Whereas like bringing you with this, like that's has an audience and as a blogger and as a writer and as a community builder mm-hmm. and me where I'm more didn't have a whole lot of an audience, but I had a big network and was more strategic and mm-hmm. the marketing and that kind of stuff and putting those together. We had those complementary skill sets, but I think the, the probably the most important thing in my mind that has worked well for the two of us is that we both, we both feel like we could outwork anybody. And so because of that, we didn't outwork each other. Yeah. And I think that's big. And I think a lot of the people I've talked to this year have been like, I'm frustrated because I'm doing all of this and my partner's not doing this, this, and this. And it's like, that's hard. And so I think if you are looking for a partnership, you need to find somebody that has the same drive and works as fast as you do, especially if you are that person that works really fast and implements really fast and puts in extra hours and that kind of stuff. Like you need to find somebody that's similar. If that's not you, if you're not that person, then you have to be careful of getting somebody that is that person because if you don't rise to their level, it's not going to work and you're going to piss them off. But what can happen is maybe you're not the most productive person and maybe, you know, that's not you necessarily. And there's another person that's like that, but the two of you together, you kind of build each other up that can work well, but it's tough. Like you gotta, I think that's a big thing to look for if you're looking for a partner and we didn't, we weren't looking for that. Like, and that's the same thing. Like we were going to create a course together, right? We created laptop empires just to protect ourselves legally but we were going to create a course together and we we're going to do our own things, but we became friends and we saw the potential and it worked. So we worked so well together that we're like, let's do more. And it was kind of like, we discovered that all of those things fell into place while creating this product because, and if it hadn't have, we wouldn't have partnered up. Right. Yeah, I totally agree. So that was the luck part. Now for the part that I don't think was luck. And I think probably one of the best things we did that's like actionable advice for other people mm-hmm we brought in people to do things for us that we were mm. maybe not the experts on. And that started with bringing Chris Orzakowski in. Does he pronounce it Kowski? I always ask this and I feel bad because he's like a good friend of mine, but is it Orzakowski or is it Orzakowski? Or is it like a location dependent? I thought it was Orzakowski and you always say Orzakowski. We're going to have to get to the bottom of this. I know. God, the big man, Chris. Um, I'll ask him. He, I'll ask him. I'm not afraid. I'll yeah. ask him. I love him to death. I just don't know. If, I don't know if you're supposed to pronounce it a certain way. Um, but anyways, we brought Chris in to do our sales page, which has generated probably the, the bulk of our revenue for the mm-hmm. courses, you know, like the Facebook side hustle course. And just ha- bringing him in, I feel like was good because one, he is a freaking master at what he does. And you and I, like you knew copy a lot better than I did. You know, I can write, but if we had put our brains together and try to create an awesome sales page, like I don't, it might've been okay, but it wasn't going to be like what Chris did. Mm-hmm. I think we've been pretty investment minded in our business from the beginning, whether it's stuff like that or, mm-hmm. uh, you know, bringing in experts to help with the the group or understanding that, you know, we could pay for traffic. Like all those things are kind of an investment in the business. And I, I'm glad that we didn't go like, okay, how can we do this for as cheap as possible? Because then yeah. I think we wouldn't have, I think we're going to grow exponentially in 2019 and 2020 because we have been making these kind of investments into the business. And here's the thing. We invested in Chris and we invested in our expert team and we invested in our assistants and these different things. Like we put money into these different things and some web development stuff 
we did all of that before we made a dollar. Yeah. We took, now we, we had money in our other businesses, but we invested in it. And we're like, we believe in this so much. We think it's going to, we're going to, it's going to be worth it. Now we felt very strongly that we had the offer. Yeah. So we were comfortable making those investments, but we did make the investments ahead of time. I think a lot of people are like, oh yeah, yeah. when you make that money, it's easy to make that investment. Well, like we took a chance and I don't always recommend that you make those kind of investments before you actually yeah. like verify your idea. But we felt like we'd verified the idea pretty well based on our market research, the response from your audience, and then how the, the waiting list for the product before we launched was like 900 people. It was insane, yeah. you know? And then even from like the people that wanted to be affiliates, we had a, a good amount of people that wanted to be affiliates. Not all of them participated, but we had a lot of interest there. But I think that goes to, I think one of the things that went well, we created the perfect offer. Right. And, and I think that this is a big takeaway for anybody that's creating their own course. You can't just take what you know and create a course about it and assume that if you make it, they will come, right? Yeah. This, this shit ain't field of dreams. Like that's not how this works. You have to think about the audience and whether it's going to help them. And even down to the idea, the initial idea, when I was just like, Bobby, you should teach them how to do this. It was talking about like, this would be good for your audience. You should do right. this. Like that was the beginning of the idea. And then when we put it together, everything from the structure of the course to what we taught to the pricing of the course to the messaging in the sales page was all built around the audience. Like that's, I always say like the Facebook side hustle can benefit anybody right? Like anybody can do it. The audience is really anybody, but the whole thing is designed for millennial money, man, right? right. Like we yeah. designed it for that audience. The pricing is designed for that audience, how it's positioned as a vehicle to help people make more money so they can pay off their debt, you know, and that kind of stuff was designed for that audience. The fact that the course, you know, one of the biggest, the differences between our course and every other Facebook course out there is we're not saying like, here's a great way to make six figures online. We're saying, here's a great way to make an extra thousand dollars per month online in a couple yeah. hours per week. We have people that are turning this into a full-time job, but like we designed it for people that wanted it to be a true side hustle so they could earn a little extra to right. increase the snowball that they're using to get rid of their debt. So I think that that to me, I knew what we were doing. Like we both knew what we were doing as we were creating it and we were focusing on that. But in hindsight, looking at it a year later, it's like, wow, we really did that well. And I'm glad we did it that way because I think outside of like the Chris and the copy and all that and your relationship with your audience and all the different things we did, you know, Facebook ads, all that kind of stuff, none of it would work if we hadn't had the perfect offer for that audience. Yeah. And that's really what I it was. Agree. So yeah. I, I think that's the single best thing in my view that we did this whole year. We created yeah. the perfect offer. Yeah, that's true. And th that's another one of those things where it was like, I feel like that was strategic, but we also, I don't know, that one, I, I feel like we just like saw an opportunity. We were like, what about this? You know, and, and that, well, really, oh, 100%. Because that, you know, that was another one of those things that I think was like, man, so fortunate. But the thing that wasn't the fortunate part is that we made some pretty serious investments because we thought the offer was so strong. And I was thinking like, as we were talking about that, there are probably people that were like, well, yeah, it's easy to, to invest when you have other businesses and you're coming into this. And I can just say from 
the blogger perspective, I think anybody that starts a blog, you know, anybody that's trying to be like an influencer or starts a blog or whatever in 2019, or even if you started in 2018, you have to be investment minded because I think the days of just putting stuff out there and growing to some huge site organically, like I think those days are gone. I really do. Unless you just yeah. like dumb luck, get viral or something like that. But like, you can never expect to, to do that because I have friends and, you know, I have blogging friends that I love to death that started eight years ago that don't know a thing about marketing their site. Like they don't know how to, like if they had to start over now, I don't think they'd be as successful. And it's like a testament to them is that they jumped in. The early movers win on, on yeah. most of these <clears throat> things in business. So they were smart for doing that, but they, they grew so quickly organically because there was nobody else in the space that they didn't mm-hmm. have to figure out a lot of these kind of marketing stuff. There are marketing principles that, that we've talked about or like they didn't have to invest a lot of money into their business. It just kind of grew. Every year well, that you wait, you have to be more strategic. But I will say like, because I don't want anybody that maybe started <laughs> years ago to feel like it's like, oh, you just got in on the land grab. Like that's because that's not what you're saying. And, and I will say, even with some of those people, cause like, I know who, you know, I know all the people you're talking about, like, right. I love looking at what these people do. Cause they're, they're ahead of us. They're earning more. Oh yeah. And, and there's stuff like I sent you something yesterday from one of those people. And I was like, this is brilliant, right? Like yeah. it was very, it was a really smart move, but I think like what you're talking about is more like the funnels, the copywriting, the, that marketing stuff that we feel like we need to do to reach that level you may not have needed back in the you know back in the day five years ago like (laughs) yeah i know but but that is a long time ago in internet mm -hmm. years you know and so all i'm trying to say is like you know i'm not trying to like you know talk badly about anybody that started a blog like seven years ago i'm just saying that i think that the game is so much different now and there are more people in it i do think we're still kind of in the beginning of this whole online internet business 100 percent, 100 percent it's just going to keep getting harder. So I just think if you can, if you can take, you know, if you have some kind of message or something to put out in the world or some kind of service you want to do, awesome, do that, but also be investment minded as you grow your business. Cause that was something that I was, that was one of the smarter things that I feel like I did. There's a lot of dumb stuff I've done, but that was one of the smarter things. Like I always felt mm-hmm. like I'm going to put money back in my business. I'm going to put money back into the business, whether it was like website design or paying for ads or any of that stuff. It was always like, I could pull all the money out of the business account, I guess. And like, you know, mm-hmm. feel quote unquote rich for a little bit, or I could leave it in, put it back in the business. And then 10 years from now be actual rich. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like that's kind of been yeah. my mentality. Well, let me, feel that way. you know, let's, let's show, uh, let's show Pete over it. Do you even blog a little love? Because mm-hmm. I was listening to your most recent appearance on his podcast yesterday and it was a really good episode and you talked about this topic and there's something that I want to highlight from it. So I'll go ahead and give him a shout out and we'll put that episode in the show notes because it's an hour of Bobby and him talking about <laughs> blogging and Facebook ads for growth and, and this type of stuff. It's really good. But one of the things that you pointed out was if you start a brick and mortar business, you're taking out massive loans to be yeah. able to start that business. You have to in- make a huge investment up front. With an online business, I, I got an email from somebody today talking about Bluehost hosting. It was like, you can start a blog today for $35, right? Right. And you could start a blog today for 30, you know, for whatever, like $35. And then we'll set it up for you for free with launch that blog, like no work, right? Like not even have to put in that time investment, but it's so easy to start a blog, 35 bucks. It's not too big of a deal to get started. 
But what you were talking about is how many bloggers then try to bootstrap the entire thing and never invest a single dollar in it. Being yeah. a business owner means investing in your business, right? So you can have a hobby blog or you can have a business, right? Yeah. And a hobby blog is when you try to bootstrap everything and it's a hope and a prayer that everything works out and the SEO kicks in and you figure out this stuff and you just somehow make it. Right. But a business, you put money into it to make money. You make investments, you make sacrifices of time and money now, that way you can make it big later. And I loved that point that you made because you were talking about Facebook ads and driving traffic with Facebook ads, but so many people are like, but I don't wanna spend money on Facebook unless I get a return on the ad spend. Well, there's a lot of ways to get return on ad spend that we talk about in Facebook ads for bloggers, but you started for a dollar a day with no expectation of return other than buying traffic. It was a marketing expense for your business and you yeah. built it up to where you're spending 200 plus a day. But like, yeah. if you're not willing to put money into your business, then why are you even doing it? Like, that like, tells me if you're not, if you're not willing to do that, that you, then you don't believe in the business or you don't believe in yourself. There you go. You know, like that's, that's the thing I was willing to take a bet on myself early when I was like not making any money and we were freaking broke. I was, I was willing. Cause I was like, I know I can do this and I didn't really know I could do it, but I was like, I'm not going to try this thing. You could do it. Yeah. Like I was like, okay, I've seen all these other people do it. Like I'm going to do, I'm going to take this shot. And that's the other thing we talk about blogging. Like, you know, I'm not trying to get everybody to start a blog cause it's not for everybody. And I think it's actually like 60 bucks to get started. Somebody's going to call you out. I feel like I'm just telling you what this email said. It said you could okay. start today for like two ninety five a month, and yeah, yeah. And it depends. It I don't know to thirty five dollars, and so I was like, damn. Yeah. So, but I mean, like the thing is about the blogs and everything. Like, I've always felt like it's a cheap bet. Like, I spent sixty dollars or what fifty for. I don't even know what I spent because it was three years ago. To be honest with you, but like I spent that, and I look at what it's turned into now, and I'm like man, that's the best, like, that's better than any stock pick. That like, what I did was like buying Amazon back in like 1990. You bought stock in yourself. Yeah. You know, and that's huge. Like, and and I don't care if you're starting a freelancing business. I don't care if you're doing a a Facebook ad agency or whatever, like just put some, put some money back into it as like, and it doesn't have to be a ton over time. And I'm not talking about thousands and thousands of dollars, like buy a course here, you know, spend $200 on a course here, spend a hundred dollars on ads for, you know, for testing ads for a month here, mm-hmm. like do, do small things, put small investments back that don't hurt a ton that don't like kill your cash flow or anything like that. But you have to grow, like you, you have to put money in to grow. And I'm at the point now where I'm like, people talk to me about it. You know, obviously I'm a personal finance blogger and they talk about investing all the time. And I'm like, I almost rather than buying like some kind of, you know, ETF or buying any kind of stock ETF, whatever, like I'd almost rather invest back in my business. Cause at this point I'm like, I'll probably get a better return if I invest right. in myself, you know, like I really feel that way. Now, obviously you have to diversify, yeah. you know, you've got to do everything, like <laughs> but I do feel that way. So anyways, that's one of the, the things that I think we did well. Is there anything else? What, what else? Well, let's, let's transition to the things that didn't go as well, because I think there's a lot to learn from like your mistakes and, and that kind yeah. of stuff too. What, what didn't go as well this year? I think the one that sticks out to me, I think that we did so well in the beginning that I think we were like, okay, cool. We did well with this. Now let's do this thing. And now let's do this thing. Like, I feel like in the middle of the year, we kind of got shiny object syndrome a little bit. And mm-hmm. we, we started really going after everything. Like, I think a, a probably a better plan 
like Facebook ad for bloggers, right? We, that's, we're going hard on that in 2019, put a lot of effort into it. I think it might've been a better idea to do like really focus on Facebook side hustle for like the first nine months out of the year and do nothing else. And then mm -hmm. the last quarter of this year, like create Facebook ads for bloggers, you know, create, launch that blog and do all the things we've done. Like, I think that might've been the smarter way to go. And I think it would have been yeah. less stressful for us because we were trying to juggle a like, lot a ton of stuff in the middle of the year and it got, it got pretty stressful, but I feel like as the year went on, we've created more systems. We've really focused, I feel like, and now we're like, okay, and Q1, we survived. Okay, yeah. <laughs> we survived all the projects we put on our plate, including well, we, a blog, a podcast, a YouTube channel, two courses. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of stuff. Well, uh, in our individual, <laughs> yeah, but in, in our individual, like we talked about in kind of the open, like our individual businesses suffered a little bit, like your client roster went down my mm -hmm. traffic for Millennial Money Man went down and the affiliate revenue. Like there are a lot of things that suffered, but Laptop Empires was doing so well that it was like, well, it doesn't matter. But now as we've, we've sorted everything out, we're like, okay, we, we can grow all of this stuff at the same time. We just have to be mm -hmm. smarter about how we do it. So yeah. I think that, I think we could have stayed more focused in the middle of the year. Yeah. And well, and, and like Facebook ads for bloggers, like when we created Blow Up Your Blog, which was version 1.0, like mm -hmm. I don't remember why we did that but we did it very shortly like it was must have been like february we did it very shortly after launching facebook side hustle and it was like why don't we take this material we have and then we create a little bit of extra material and it's like six seven videos and we put it out there as a mini course yeah. and and it was cool and people loved it and then but then what happened is we're like we really need to beef this up yeah. we need to turn this into a real course and uh so yeah, we definitely, we focused on more products and more things instead of systemizing and really nailing down like what we yeah. did. But on the flip side, I think we really nailed a lot like with how we handle our waiting list growth and, and our approach for Facebook side hustle where Facebook side hustle really runs <laughs> like yeah, yeah. on its own pretty well. And we figure out the launches and stuff. So it's one of those things. I agree with you. We definitely did get a little bit of shiny object syndrome. Even as, as recent as like October, I feel like we were like all these things we want to do. And then we, that was when we really started to realize it was like after we finished all these projects and we had a thousand things we wanted to do that we had to go, whoa, whoa, whoa. Cause we started like wanting to do different things yeah, and that yeah. got us focused. That got us focused. Cause we went, whoa, we need to figure this out. Cause we're not on the same page. And that was really the catalyst. Like it's only in the last quarter that we really got that focus. But somehow we got to beginning, middle of December and got everything done and all of those things. Like we managed to do it. And so, yeah, it probably would have been less stressful and we probably, maybe we shouldn't have done it the, the way we did, but, <laughs> but it worked out. I'm pretty happy with it. And now yeah. we have such a strong foundation going into next year that I really like, but you're right there's been a lot of things like you even said at the beginning, like you need to put some love and some focus on millennial money, man. Yeah. And I definitely need to do that with the agency too. I need to, to work with my team on certain things and implement some new stuff to help my clients. Like on the agency end, like there's just some things that you need to do for clients now that like have changed in the last year. And I need to make sure I don't fall behind my competition, my peers, all that kind of stuff. So so I think we both definitely need to, to focus on the other businesses. So yeah, so I agree. That's definitely a big, a big lesson. Yeah, that's a big one. Another mm -hmm. one. And I think this is just a personality 
maybe a personality flaw, but it's also a good thing for us. Like, I think we put way too much pressure on ourselves to do God, yeah. stuff all the time. Like, I, and I feel like that's uh, probably every entrepreneur does that, but I, man, there've been so many times this year where I've had to like really force myself to just appreciate what we've done already and not be like mm-hmm. always looking forward to like, because that's the thing that sucks about business, especially these online businesses. You can, all you have to do is go on Google and you can find like 10 business owners that have, that are crushing you right now, you know, right. quote unquote, crushing you like revenue or whatever. And the, the, one of the big things for me is like trying not to compare myself, not only to them, because usually it's like different business models or whatever, but they've been doing it for longer. And so it's like in the online world, you know, if you've been doing something for three years versus doing something for seven years, that's a vast amount of time that, I mean, like in the next four years, you and I are going to figure out a ton of crap and we're going to, we're going to. We've said before a year in entrepreneurship is a dog year. Yeah. Yeah. Seven years. Like it's a lot, it's more than, than a job. (laughs) Like it's, you learn a lot more, you go through a lot more, like it feels longer. Yeah. So I agree. I agree with that. Like there's been, we dealt with it like in the last week, man, where we're like, Oh, we want to do this and we want to, you know, like, and it's just like, okay, but not right now. And and it's so hard. And we've had conversations even the last week or I was talking to you last week. I can't unplug, man. I was like, I was messaging you and I was like, I'm having a really hard time this weekend of just like being present and hanging out with my family. And like, I'm all I can think about is these things that I want to do and feeling like I'm not getting things done. And I hate that. I sent you that message and like, you didn't respond. And then the next day you're like, I didn't know how to respond because I feel the same way. And I like, (laughs) you know, it's, it's hard. So I think, and that's a big thing. I think we've done a good job. And I think this is one, a last lesson to pass on for people is you need to find people that are going through what you're going through and build a connection with them and meet with them. You and I have done a, a good job. I think this year of like, forcing each other to take time off or to to chill or at least talking about those things like helping each other through that and and I know a big focus for us next year is better life balance do you know this year was very much hustle and like next year like trying to not overdo it but I think a big thing like we've talked about before I think both of us were starting to get really depressed like oh, in 2017 yeah. really yeah. bad and just us partnering together and becoming friends and working on this and talking to each other. I haven't dealt with that that much this year. There's been moments, right? Like I think we've both had down moments because like that happens, especially because I think you kind of have to have, like you said, we put a lot of pressure on ourselves. Entrepreneurs tend to have a little bit of a manic personality. Uh, I've just noticed that with like a lot of really successful entrepreneurs. We've had down moments, but having somebody to talk to (laughs) about this stuff has made life, it's been such a huge quality of life improvement. And so that doesn't mean you need to go get a business partner, but what it means is find someone else that has a business that's on the same level you are. They're earning the same amount, similar audience, whatever. They don't even have to be the same kind of business, but find two or three people and meet up once a month, hop on Skype, you know, hop on Skype and just chat because that's going to help your mental health. And it's going to help your energy and your motivation and all those things. And it's going to keep you out of a dark place. And so I don't even think I realized last year how bad it was. Right. Yeah. yeah. And, and it wasn't until we started working together that I really realized like, wow, I needed that connection that I didn't have anymore. Yeah. And uh, I think that's a big, I think that's a big thing. So. Oh, it's huge. Yeah. yeah I think that's huge. I, I kind of want people are probably like, wow, this is, 
<laughs> like we're, we're ending on a low note. Yeah, yeah, it got dark. Uh, but I will say one of the things it, that kind of, I, we're talking about the pressure and everything. And the last note that I want to make that I think is something we did well, we realized early on that we didn't have to be perfect in this business. And I think that mm-hmm. I noticed that the most when we did the kid episode and yeah, like your kids are like in the room and I remember we recorded that and like, you know, Mason's like beating, scratching on the microphone and Cooper's in the background. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's something. our most popular podcast episode. We, man, I see so many emails where people are like, that is my life. Like the kids in the background, like I'm trying to start this online business. I'm trying to start this blog. I'm trying to start this agency. And like my kids are in the background or, you know, and obviously like I don't have kids, but I kind of live vicariously through you. And I see how difficult that is. And I feel like the fact that we didn't try to make this like super clean and super polished and pretend like you don't have kids almost like by keeping them out of the room all the time. I think like that guy where the kid, he was like on national (laughs) news, the kid came in, they're like pulling him out. Like, (laughs) and and that's, you know, what's funny. I remember watching that video and everybody was like, oh man, I feel bad for that guy. Or that was funny or whatever. I remember being pissed because I was like, own it, dude. I felt so bad for the kid. And I was like, I've had that happen before. And it wasn't as big of a stage, but I've been in a webinar before with a hundred people watching and had Cooper burst through the door like that. And I picked him up and I sat him on my lap and we rolled with it. And, but yeah, so I think the big thing with that, like, it's not just that done is better than perfect and it doesn't have to be perfect. That, that kind of lends to authenticity and that kind of thing too, but just be real, share your life, let people in. I think just being you, and talking the way you talk and not faking it and not hiding the ball and not trying to make everything a perfect Instagram photo, that will win. That will yeah. do well. People will connect with you better. And it's all about connection. Right. It's all about connection. Like that people buy from people they connect with. So instead of like trying to be who you think you need to be, be you. Let your personality shine. If you're nerdy, be nerdy. Live it. Love it. Spread it around. Talk about it. You know, if you're really into something like let that shine because the internet's a big place and you're creating your corner of the internet that you want. And the people that are weird like you are going to find you. Mm. And the people that aren't weird like you, they're not going to like you and that's okay. They're going to go away. So you just want to create your little tribe of weirdos yeah, in in your corner of the internet. And then you're going to be very successful and you're going to be very happy. So yeah, cool. I think we should end it. I think that's good. So I'm glad you brought a positive vibe Mm -hmm. to it though. Cause like (laughs) a little little dark there at the end. Okay. Guys, thank you so much for listening. Thank you for supporting us in 2018 and making laptop empires be a reality for us. It's really been a dream since I've started online business, even with the agency, this was always the end goal. This is where I wanted to end up. And here we are. So Thank you so much for listening. Please share the podcast. Please subscribe. Please send us anything that you want to learn about, you know, on the podcast. And uh, thank you. We'll see you in 2019 for real this time. You've been listening to the Laptop Empires podcast with Mike Yonda and Bobby Hoyt. For more information and the resources mentioned in this episode, go to laptopempires.com forward slash podcast. We out. We out.